0: 61 of the plug and play podcast i am your host zach and alongside me as always is tim
1: welcome minions
0: so we are back and at it again for the 61st time and like always like 61 times before tim what have you been up to
1: um not a super exciting week for me but uh, you are have to bear with me for a little bit my kids had a pretty cool week so i'll talk about them in a little bit i did do one thing um i might I don't know how many episodes back talked about starting a day job. Yeah. I decided to can that. Um, I really tried to get into it, and put myself into it. And I learned some things, and I'm glad I did it, but it was just not a good fit for me. I, I just couldn't stay interested in what I was doing. And I don't feel that's fair to my employer, so I canceled that. So the good thing is that means more time for gaming, because there was actually three weeks in a row where I was putting a lot of energy toward that and not getting any time to play games, and that was starting to make me... Very cranky, so quit my day hmm. job. Still have my night job.
0: Quit my day job. Um, Play some video games. Yep.
1: So here's the part where I brag about my kids or whatever. Um, they had their their third birthday party. This is like the one for the parents to come to. We had a really cool cake from Larson's Bakery, and they.
0: Oh yeah, what type of cake? What type of cake? Uh,
1: vanilla and chocolate layered, like one vanilla layer, chocolate layer.
0: Ooh, and oh, I love their banana cake. Uh,
1: all of their cakes are awesome. If you're in the yeah, bakery area, Larson's Bakery is the bomb um so that was cool um had like a taco bar so had tacos that was sweet it was ta- nice taco sun- that's what we had for dinner tonight taco sunday yeah you did it right it's tuesday today we're recording yeah taco we- <laughs> tuesday <laughs> we had tacos on sunday because we're weird
0: i eat tacos like every day basically it's okay yeah, you,
1: could do- you could do worse um and then uh the kids just had fun opening their presents and stuff but um after that my daughter went to her first meetup
0: wait 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 but- any really cool presents
1: Yes, actually, my son got uh, two Lego sets. You probably won't think they're cool. Uh,
0: No, no, I probably will. What are they? I love Legos.
1: They were Minecraft Legos. Ah,
0: never mind. (laughs) One
1: of them was like... uh,
0: (laughs) Fucking 8-bit toy with (laughs) an 8-bit video game. Awesome. One of them was
1: called uh, Your First Night. It was like a really basic structure. And I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, My daughter got some books. She got the Iliad and the Odyssey, a little light reading. Um,
2: Nice. yeah, Yeah, they got a lot of presents. Light reading, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. They scored. Um, but after that, my daughter went to her first uh, nerd meetup. Um, there is a local bar called the TARDIS Room, and there is a club there that meets the Whovians.
0: A local bar? Let your daughter in? Yep.
1: Um, snuck her in.
0: We, Congratulations. We put a
1: mustache on her. It was fine.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I got it now. I can see
1: you that. Have. So yeah, uh, this and tweet-up, they all talk about Doctor Who, and um, she passed out this little quiz she had made, which is adorable, and that talk doctor who stuff and i was at work so was
0: it a bunch of people like roughly like our age or was yeah, it lot, yeah like she was age too? she was
1: definitely the youngest really but wow that's cool yeah it's cool
0: but seriously how the hell did she get into the bar um was it was it like one of those like family bar no
1: things? a lot of bars allow minors until 9 p.m if they serve food it, oh, it depends okay, on the gotcha. situation and this is one gotcha. of those
0: it's like a brush prairie tavern sort of setup yeah,
1: kind of uh, more there. of a british steam bar um they All show right. soccer games and stuff as well, but they have Doctor Who stuff, like the bathroom door is totally like the TARDIS, and they have little Doctor Who lights everywhere. and That's awesome. It's cute.
0: Congratulations, Tim's daughter. That is awesome.
1: So yeah, my, my kids had more of an exciting week than I did. I got to play some games. That was fun, but we'll talk about it later. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh,
0: Well, a little hand update. So last Friday... I went and I got the uh, wraps off my fingers, so now I am just healing and starting, not this coming Friday, but the following Friday, I have physical therapy I'm supposed to be starting on it. So it's healing up, and uh, I'm getting used to them, I guess. It's different, so we'll see. But uh, they're still extremely sensitive, and I can't really do anything on my keyboard with it. So uh, it's strictly to games with controller compatibility, which is perfect. Leads me into my next thing, which is NBA Two K Sixteen got released last Friday. So Thursday, I'm gonna go make a, Thursday, I'm gonna make definitely. a snack
1: while you uh, talk about this for the next hour. Okay, yeah.
0: So you can come back here in the next like uh, 45 minutes. Tim would be great, yep. and we'll be done talking about NBA Two K Sixteen. So you then. Sweet. All right. So NBA Two K Sixteen came out on Thursday night. Um, came out at midnight Eastern Standard Time, so nine o'clock uh, Pacific Time where Tim and I live, and uh, we got new SSD hard drives from Kingston. Um are Fury SSDs which we will be having a review of about them on the here in the coming weeks. Um so I decided, you know what? What better than to install my brand new SSD and play some NBA 2K16. Now the thing is, I don't get off work, my day job until like 5:30. So I didn't really think this through. And I popped in the SSD that day after I got home from work thinking, I have plenty of time to install NBA 2K16 and install this new hard drive. But what I didn't realize was that if you don't put your serial code in, it reverts your Windows 10 copy to a 32-bit instead of a 64-bit, which I didn't realize until I said I was only using 3 gigs of my 32 gigs of RAM. So I had to go back in... Uh, Uninstall Windows 10. This is about 7 o'clock, so I'm pushing the line now. 7 o'clock. Had to reinstall Windows 7 to get to Windows 10. Which, if you don't know anything about Windows 10, you have to install every single Windows 7 update to get Windows 10 to download and install.
1: I didn't know that. That's, That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So I hooked up my laptop. Played a couple rounds of Rocket League, more like I played like four hours of Rocket League. Long story short, on the updating scenario, midnight, my computer finally turned on the Windows 10. Uh, No, probably about 9 o'clock. Started downloading NBA 2K16. Apparently everybody else in the freaking world wanted to play NBA 2K16. And it downloaded slower than a snail can go. And at midnight, NBA 2K16 was loaded up on my computer. I was messaging Tim because for some ungodly reason he was still awake. And uh, I played till 6.30 in the morning. Of course you did. Yeah. So as my wife was getting up to go to work, I was going to bed. (laughs) Yeah. Have a good night. Hey,
1: at least I'm not screaming in pain.
0: Exactly. So I was getting in bed to go get a couple hours of sleep. Woke we'll back up, played some more NBA 2K16. When I got the wraps off my fingers, came back home and played some more NBA, 2K, NBA 2K16. And I think I probably have. Well, let's check really quick, guys. Da, 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 with this new SSD, I can check everything super quick. Da, da, da. Steam's loaded, library. Boom, boom, boom. I currently have 16 hours in the NBA 2K16. And I'm pretty sure that number's wrong, but that's okay. Anyways. So I got sixteen hours apparently, which was a hashtag nightmare to get to because I kept like biting at my nails, which I don't have now on two fingers, and it was extremely annoying. <laughs> um, but another thing I'm I got just to do—just laughing,
1: imagining you biting at air.
0: Yeah, I was biting at air. Sorry, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Um, another thing I got to do this week was listen to the Skyromatic podcast oh. uh, live show on YouTube. And those are some guys that, uh, have been around for a long time, uh, probably about since the Nightcast era, and, uh, they were really good friends with Blake, and hence I got to introduce to them, and been good friends with Michael, and Colin, and Andrew over there, and a few other guys, um, and they all asked about my hand, so I got to talking to them, um, I was already following their page, and then realized that, holy crap, they're doing their show live. So I joined in and got in on the conversation on their live show and listened to a couple of their shows. I think I've listened to, like, the past three of them now. Mm-hmm. And I've watched a couple of Let's Plays with them. Cool, guys. Um, Colin, actually, funny story, um, wrote into the Nightcast, if you go back that far. And when I built my computer, he wanted to know how to build a computer. And the Let's Learn How to Build a Computer uh, YouTube video that I made was actually for Colin, who ended up buying a pre-built, I believe, PC. Mm-hmm. So uh, now he's a part of that, and he's live streaming and stuff like that on his PC, which is awesome. So shout out to them over there. Go check them out if you're a huge Skyrim fan or Elder Scrolls fan. How often do they record, is it just kind of... uh, of It's usually like a weekly uh, thing, from what I can tell. Um, And you can also check them out on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, But if you want to get in on a live thing, check out their page, and then click on the link when it goes up, uh, YouTube Gaming uh, live stream of their podcast. Or... You can head over there if you like Fallout, because now they are going to be doing a Fallout show, too. So, they've already started it. I'll check that out. So, and then another thing that came from my hand was this show called Hell on Wheels. Now, we always talk about things like history and, like, who, like, what character we'd be and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, if we go back and, like, but, like... So this is from the Civil War era, and if you guys have been listening to the show, you know I love the Civil War for some messed up reason. I just love war, I guess, and it's an awesome time period. Um, So this actually follows a guy by the name of Colin Bohannon, which I would proudly state would be me back in the Wild West days. And uh, there's this uh, Norwegian guy who just keeps causing all these problems, and they call him the Swede. So, definitely, if he has to get in the show when you meet the Swede, just just tell him to go fuck himself, because he's an asshole. <laughs> but I have a little trailer from season one, and this basically revolves all around Colin Bohannon, who uh, is the first person who speaks in this trailer. Um, but after that, then it, a lot of these people are talking about him, and you kind of get a feel of the, with the type of guy that he is.
3: Tell me about Meridian. We did evil, unspeakable things. We opened a dark door and the devil stepped in.
1: Are you a gunslinger then? Just heading out west, look for work on the
4: railroad.
2: This business is not for the weak of heart. Why should I hire you?
1: I'm willing to do just about anything.
5: Make no mistake, blood will be spilled. You've got to let go of the past. Have you let it go? Lives will be lost.
3: You ever been to Meridian, Mississippi, Mr. Johnson? I am not proud of what happened to your wife. A nation which nearly destroyed itself by civil war between North and South can only be healed by the binding together of East and West. Making
2: manifest our destiny
3: as a great nation.
2: Mark my words, gentlemen. It will be built.
0: So if you're a huge Netflix fan or just a TV series fan in general or a big fan of The Walking Dead, this is done by AMC. Um, And this is probably by far like one of my favorite shows now. There is period, done, end of story. Um, Colin Bohannon, as it states, is a gentleman says, I'm not proud of what we did to your wife. Um, And quite early, like in the first or second episode, you find out that Colin Bohannon um, is that guy who asks about what happened in Viridian and the guy... Oh, it says he opens up the doors of hell, and you hear that bang. Mm -hmm. Um, That's taking at a Catholic church. That's taking place at a Catholic church in Washington D.C. And Colin Bohannon has stepped in and uh, stepped in the little uh, booth and is on the uh, bishop side of it. And this gentleman is confessing his sins. And when he says that, he pulls open the drawer and blows his brains out all over the Catholic church uh, confessional. Wow. And uh, basically, he's, this starts out as he's on a vengeance for uh, something that happened to his wife during the war while he was off fighting for the uh, Confederate Army. And um, it that's how this story starts out, and it follows him through it. And as you guys can hear, uh, he goes and he joins a railroad company that's building a railroad from the East Coast to California. So it's his story and his life. Tracking, tracking down, living out his vengeance for his uh, family, what happened to them, and the story unravels around it. And then he, uh, obviously he was a Confederate soldier, so he was a slave owner. And the gentleman that says, have you let go of the past, is a uh, black male. And they turn out to be best friends, and it's a really badass story of this this white guy and this black guy just, like, dominating the, like, train yard, just going south. And, and this, or again, going is called uh,
1: Hell on Wheels.
0: Yeah, Hell on a is this, Wheel. Is so, this on
1: Netflix? Or?
0: Yeah, season one through four are on Netflix, and um, season five is currently airing. Cool. And I am halfway through season four in a week. So, wow. yeah. Well, if we're talking
1: TV yeah. on Netflix, um, I actually started watching something um, this week. Ooh, nice. what did you watch? Uh, it's called Black Mirror, or Black Mirrors.
0: Ooh, I haven't heard of that one.
1: Um, It just got released, or I, I don't know, it's been out a couple years, I think, in Britain. Um so it's sort of like the Twilight Zone but with like a technology slant to it. And every episode is something different. But let's just say the first episode really got my attention. I I don't
0: it, It's not like Transformers, no. No, it's set, Okay.
1: It's mostly set in modern day or or just like a semi-future like like okay. pretty much modern times but maybe like some things that haven't actually been invented yet are in the story. Okay. But like I said, every episode is its own thing. The first one starts out with a video of um, a British princess has been captured, and she has a message to the prime minister of something he has to do, or else she will be executed in twenty-four hours.
0: Huh. And
1: um, that's great. Oh, it's messed up. It's it's really messed up. Uh, Black mirrors refers to the reflection you see when you look into a blank monitor or blank TV screen. So, huh. And it's a uh, kind of Twilight Zoney, kind of like you know, little twists and weirdness yeah. but that's cool the first episode if that's anything like the series i'm definitely gonna watch there's i think two seasons on netflix right now the third being developed
0: sweet yeah so go check out uh black mirror hello
1: on wheels i'm gonna check that out
0: and hell on wheels yeah dude game, that that uh that movie some am- or that show's amazing cool. so Yep. Yeah. so what have you been playing this week i know we spent the last like i don't know uh 20 so minutes just talking about uh what we've been up to this week but we've actually been playing some games what have you been playing batman i'm, I'm. Batman.
1: Oh, batman. so um it's great it's it's, it's definitely a batman game um they're following the formula pretty much the the fighting and all that um the characters are really well voiced and the anime
0: are you a killer batman are you running over pedestrians in your car absolutely and, killing them? and that
1: brings up a point the car is a big deal in this game um yes it is uh the previous games you would basically be kind of flying and grappling around the city this time you're driving a lot Um, One cool thing is you can inject from the car and, like, send it spinning into the group of enemies you're headed towards, which is kind of fun and awesome. Um, And you can jump. You dive into the car, too. Um, It kind of lines up for you. You call it with a button. Kind of like a Pona, but cooler. Um,
0: And doesn't your car basically, like, go anywhere you tell it to? Like, you could call it the side of the building, and it'll be like, I'm coming up! Yeah, it's
1: insane. And it transforms into a tank, which is sort of, like, just, I don't know. This game is violent. Like, Batman's straight up just killing fools. He's like shooting people with his turret and his tank and like, what the hell? Yeah, he's not the comic book Batman. He's, I mean, the.
0: I know. Longer not, the I good don't think Batman. this is a spoiler,
1: um, because I mean, you should have played um, Arkham City by now. But the very first scene in uh, in the game Arkham Knight is uh, the smiling face of the Joker. And you see like flames underneath him, and then it says, "Press A to ignite." <laughs> you press A. And you pretty much you light the, um, uh, I don't know what you call it the furnace for like when you, cre- yeah. when you cremate people.
0: Yeah, the crematory. Yeah.
1: So the very first scene is you cremating the Joker. No. Yeah. So.
0: Holy shit! I guess
1: spoilers for the first five minutes of Batman, but it's epic, and it's, you'll still shit. enjoy it when you see it. It's it's pretty cool, and his face melts off, and it's yeah, it's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Yep.
1: Uh, so that's pretty cool. But I've actually been um, playing the other two games uh, next. Even more than Batman, I kind of got a little tired with the tank combat um, on Batman. Yeah, so I've I, heard that. I'll get back to it. Um, but I've been playing more Ori in the Blind Forest, and that's really uh, pretty. And I look, I like the upgrade system. You collect uh, these little jewels, and then you can uh, choose whether you want to be um, upgrading your magic attacks, or your man attack, or getting more health, or whatever. You're like this cool little glowy cat in the game that looks sort of like uh, what is it, Lilo? From Lilo.
0: Was that the Batmobile just going by your house? Yeah, I think so. Okay, uh, all right. I actually
1: pushed the button, so it's gonna oh, drive. Okay. so. It's gonna out so. the side of my house now. Oh, okay. So I'm playing that, and then um, I'm halfway through the review uh, copy I got of Assault Android Cactus, and Woo-hoo! I'm stuck on a really hard boss right now called Justice. Um, he has a giant.
0: He needs justice. Yeah, he's
1: like he's basically the security um android for the spaceship that you're on. Um, so he's pretty beefed up with armor and weapons. He's got um, three things going on. he's got these little auxiliary drones, these balls that come out and he got, got balls they swarm around you and they like tractor beam you they like like imprison you sort of so they pull you away or yeah so you got that going on. Then he ha- throws out this laser grid um, which if you touch the, the grid you take heavy damage and that's all around you. And then he's got a giant freaking laser um, in the front of him, so he's shooting this laser at you. The drones are pulling you into his defense grid. You're just like getting damaged left and right. And um, so, I have not beat him yet. He's he's pretty tough, but I uh, think that's roughly the half point of the game. Um, but since I'm dying so much with justice, I get to hear um, the cool game over um, song, which I didn't even realize was in the game because usually I was just restarting. But. Um, yeah, it's got a really cool uh, game over song when you die. When you nice. die, so that's, that's cool. what I'm playing. I, I already know what you've been playing, so I don't even know why I'm asking.
0: Now I got a shocker for you. What you been playing, Zach? Rocket League.
1: Oh, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I've been playing some Rocket League, and they uh, season one has commenced. Uh, and I didn't realize that because I hadn't been able to play due to my hand for the past week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, they commenced season one, and they've done a lot of cool stuff now. So. When you play ranked mode, uh, you start out at rank Bronze 1. Every 100 points you earn, um, which you earn roughly between, like, the standard's like 8 points per match if you win, or you can lose your points as well. Um, And every 100 you go up, you go up to another rank. So Bronze 2, Bronze 3. Silver 1, Silver 2, Silver 3. Gold 1, Gold 2, Gold 3. And then the top 100 players in the world are Platinum, Period. Platinum one, platinum two, platinum three, um, and each one of those only holds a hundred people. So, um, but the bronze, gold, and silver obviously hold those, all the players. You can go up to bronze or up to platinum if you can get up that mm-hmm. high. Um, and we I'm currently halfway through bronze one, um, and takes a lot of work because if you get ranked up this. If you get ranked up in bronze one with somebody who has a low they have like all these different types of like ways they track your like skill. So like the amount of games I play, amount of scores I make, and all this other type of stuff amounts into like my bronze score. Also, but it doesn't count for like my overall world rank. It's really confusing how this works. My buddy Troy that I play with can explain it a lot better than me. Um But anyways, like say like I go up to somebody who has like a lot less goals than me or something like that, and I win that ranked match. I might only, like, if he, if this is his first time playing ranked, I'm only going to get, like, a plus four or a plus two. But, like, if he's won a ton of bronze games and he's almost a bronze two or he is a bronze two, I'm going to get, like, eight to 12 points. So, like, you can get matched up and, like, literally play, like, four matches in a row where you're just, like, plus four, plus four, plus four. And you're like, well, I just played three games, which are, like, 15, 20 minutes, something like that or sometimes even longer, um, because you're just scoring all the st- time, so you have to stop, watch a replay, um, and then you're like, well, I'm only up 12 points, and I've spent like a half hour altogether. So um, it takes a long time to level up in here, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think it's a way more effective system, because when Troy and I were playing before, it was just like bronze, gold, silver, platinum, and like we were going up against people that were... Like by the end of it, we were going up against people. We were still like bronze, but they had to be like gold. But it wouldn't tell you what they were. Like they were just like outright, like just straight only aerial moves. And Troy and I are just going, well, what? That, what? Like this is, they're not easy. What the hell? And then we'd lose a couple, and then we'd get like people where it would be like 12 and 0 again. So, um, so yeah, been playing that, ton of that this week, this weekend. Um, and then of course, NBA 2K16. I played, uh, so the first like 10 hours, roughly, I played My Career Mode, and you played the Spike Lee Joint, which is actual movie, and if you go back and listen to last week, Tim said, what is this, uh, movie, like, that you're playing, like an RPG?
1: Well, yeah, it's like a drama.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, after every game that you played, it was all scheduled out, so I started in high school, you had four high school games, or three high school games. So I played the three high school games, and after every single game, there was a video clip that was like five minutes. And it told the story of your character. And there was video clips before your very first game that told this like your pre-story and got you introduced to people. Then there was games there was video clips after every single game during high school, leading up to your draft in the college. Same thing with the college, videos into college. Um, and then from the college Then it went up to your NBA career. You did your NBA draft. You did your signing video and all this other type of stuff. Um, Then you, after every game for your very first season, there was a video leading up to this huge monumental thing. After your very last game in your very first season. No spoilers here. I'm not going to tell you guys what's going on, so don't worry about skipping. After the very last game in your very first season, it cuts to a video clip. You have to... Choose three teams that you want to sign with because your contract's up. You had a one-year contract as a rookie. You choose your three teams. You do something. Something happens. (laughs) And then it's, like, emotional all through. Like, you're, like, excited, happy, sad. Um, I think I, like, texted you in the morning. That morning, I was like, dude, this game's, like, fucked up. Yep. Like, I was like, "That, that, that, what, like, Definitely like threw me like 180 degree like turn from where I thought I was gonna go. And then boom, you're done with a uh, spike lee joint and you're thrown into my career mode, which is amazing. You have the opportunity to make connections with NBA stars, people in the industry. If you make connections, you can make up to ten connections at one time. You have to do things on your off days with them. You have to decide between hanging out with your teammates, building team kinda chem- chemistry, hanging out with your fans, building your fan base doing these things with people that are inside the organization, maybe it's players on your team, maybe it's players on the other other people's teams. Maybe it's legends like Michael Jordan. Maybe it's uh, some of the announcer girls, stuff like that, promotional stuff that will give you special things like a, like a new free throw uh, animation or it will give you 125,000 fans off the bat or it will give you something cool for my core or something cool for my GM mode. Um, or you can do live practice mode with your team and you can get new attributes and stuff like that. So, you gotta juggle all these things because you only have certain off days. It's usually like a game day, off day, game day, game day, off day, game day, off day. So, like, you don't get that many off days. So, you gotta really figure out which one is gonna be most important for you in your career. And all these things seem to tie in when you do interviews. Uh, the people will ask you questions. So, I heard you didn't attend your last team practice. Why was that? And you have like a response like, I had a promotional commitment or something like that. And then it, on your social feed, it'll be like, you know, uh, everybody calls you Frequency Vibrations. Um, that's just your name so that you get announced instead of like the other games where they didn't actually say your name. They were just like, and the new guy or the phenom or whatever random bullshit name you chose. Your Frequency Vibrations in this game. You're playing a guy. That's a weird name, Frequency Vibrations. Uh, yeah. They call him Freak, I guess. They give you the backstory on like how his mom named him, and I guess we could go into that in here. It's not too big of a spoiler. When she was pregnant with him and his twin, he has an identical twin sister, um, who's your manager in the game. Uh, one of them was kicking and vibing around, so they call them Frequency Vibrations because she thought it was the son doing it, so they call him Freak. Um, and everybody is an FOF, a friend of Freak. And uh, so that's kind of cool, I guess. Kinda, kind of... Uh, Kind of funny, uh, so yeah. Anyways, the career mode and everything is really cool, and they everything revolves around it. They talk about uh, like during your NBA games, they'll be like, and during his high school career, he was the MVP of this and this and this and this, and he won the state championship. If you won the state championship, and then he went on to college and did this, this, and this, and then if you won your college championship, and then he won the college championship, or you know, gives you all your stats through your high school and then your your college career and. Stuff like that. It's really cool. So they've done a really good job. Um, and just for that, Tammy might as well head to the bathroom because we got an NBA 2K16 clip. the music in this game is freaking awesome and like gets me like going every time like i'll be like in the middle of something and like all of a sudden like the crowd will go silent almost and the music will just like start going my character will just start doing something crazy like i'll freak somebody out and just like have like a straight line to the hoop and just like dunk on somebody and all of a sudden, the music will just go boom yeah the music's really cool anyways like i was just saying so but we do have a question for you guys this week and we got a ton of freaking responses which is awesome thank you guys as always, Tim?
1: Um, last week's question was, when you're feeling down, what game do you go to? So kind of the question is, what's your comfort game? Or, or what do you play when you want to um, just...
0: Get away. Yeah,
1: cheer up and, and whatnot. So,
0: Let it go. Let it go.
1: So Jesse says, A Skyrim, I lose touch with my reality, and now I are Dragonborn.
0: Thinking <laughs> think I am, but you know, whatever, it's cool. He said
1: I are, so I'm going yeah, with no, that. I... Uh, A different Jesse says, Knights of the Old Republic if I'm alone, or Super Smash Brothers if I'm in a group.
0: Nice. That's a good choice. I'm not a big fan of Super Smash Brothers, but that is a good choice for group game. Blindshot Diver says, I don't know, actually. Depends
1: how down I feel. It always changes. Um, Joel says, Metal Gear Solid 3, because it reminds me that I can write what was never down in history books. Uh, Michael David says, other than the obvious, it would be Minecraft for me. I can just get lost in the monotony and not have to think.
0: And other than the obvious means Skyrim, because Michael Davis is from Skyrimatic Podcast. Which
1: makes sense in context, yes. Yes. Nathan says, Red Dead Redemption always perks me up, so...
0: Oh, I love that game!
1: So yeah, I ride and rap. It
0: reminds me of Hell on Wheels!
1: <laughs> Blake says, Heroes of the Storm against bots. Seeing victory at the end of a match usually makes me feel better. Nice. Thomas says, If I want to escape, it's Fallout 3. Since my 360 went all red ring on me last month, I've been going old school with Final Fantasy 7. Nice. Or I've been playing some Witcher um, 3 on X-Bone.
0: Yeah, rub it in.
1: Well, it's interesting because he's got three generations of video games there. Uh, 360, yes. uh, PS, original PS, and then uh, Xbox One. Yep. Andrew uh, wins pretty much uh, with Wind Waker. That's his... Jay!
0: Sorry, there
1: you, you go. said wins. I had to throw that back yep. in
0: there. He, he wins. Yep. And I'm surprised that he didn't say uh, other than the obvious, because Andrew Myers, again, is from a Skyrimatic podcast. No, so that's how his comfort game. I'm surprised. I know, right? But Wind Waker is awesome, and I have like 12 uh, different box type of things around here Yes, you do. Waker, so it's awesome.
1: Uh, I finally got to see him. Rick says, I am a Call of Duty fanboy, so any of them get me out of the depressive state. David nice. uh, goes to Final Fantasy 10. Um and recently, Fantasy Life on 3DS has been an absolute delight. I can see myself returning to it again and again. Oh, and Dark Chronicle, which is also called Dark Cloud 2.
0: Nice. We had a Final Fantasy theme going on in a couple, couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. Um, Juan says, for me, it depends what game I'm playing at the time. Uh, but if I'm not at home, I like Minesweeper. So for Juan, it's just whatever uh-huh. he's playing. That's that, that works for him. And nice. Jeff says, Journey or Braid, two near-perfect games. I can always shut out the world and getting lost in those worlds.
0: Okay. Now, guys, just to be fair, this is our second take of this, so if you want to hear the first take, head on over after the music drops at the end of this episode and take a listen. But since I am back on this one, Tim, why should you like us and rate us I on liked iTunes? I it
1: better when your mic was off. <laughs> if you like us and rate us on iTunes, your voice will um, shine with dulcet tones. You will have a booming Fus da commanding tone of voice and people will listen when you speak. You will um, instantly garner um, attention and respect every time you open your mouth because you're the kind of person who liked us and rated us on iTunes. And if you choose not to like us and rate us on iTunes your mic will, will shut off on you and you'll be cut in an endless loop sounding like a mechanical monkey stuck on top of uh, <laughs> a spinning turntable. So.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It'll make more sense to them after the music. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, uh, All right, let's, guys. Let's take our break. Ready some...
0: for a tasty break? Yes, yes. All right, tasty treat. It's ready to commence after this music break. I'm
5: just a little android And my battery's running low I'm just a little android And I'm moving oh so slow I'm just a little android And I'm laying on the floor I'm just a little android I wanna live again once more I can't feel my legs I can't feel my fingers, I can't feel my face, I can't feel my feelings, I'm not half the droid I used to be, I'm not half the droid I want to be, I used to feel so
0: Sir. And we are back. Tasty treats in hand. And
1: bottle opener. Did I drop that before the break?
0: Bottle opener, as Tim was dropping it from the break. So, what do you have for us, Tim?
1: I have from the fabulous brewery Anderson Valley um, in Boonville, Cal- California, Fall Hornin'. It is a pumpkin ale. It's that time of year, pumpkin goes in everything uh, in your lattes, in your soup. And yes,
0: in, in your vaporizer, if you have a vaporizer, I think
1: about that uh, and in your beer
0: and, and in your beer, in your wine, in your in your bread. So um,
1: before, your I, before I pop this bottle cap, I just think it's interesting. It says sol-
0: before you pop the pop top. top,
1: it says solar powered brewery on it. So that's kind of cool.
0: That, that's a new one. That's our first on plug and play yeah.
1: beer brewed by the sun. All right. Here goes
0: son of the gods.
1: It is dark.
0: Damn, sunburnt it. That's a bad one right there. It's
1: very dark. Looks like a porter. The
0: sun burnt it. All right.
1: It's a very thin head.
0: White boy problems.
1: Mm. Oh, it's good. Not overpowering. The, the thing with pumpkin ales is a lot of them try too hard and just, like, shove the spice and the pumpkin, like, just right up in your, your...
0: Like a Starbucks? Yeah, you
1: just... just cloying and too much this is nice and subtle i, I could drink nice. more of this good sweet that's fall hornin
0: awesome well guys i really haven't been able to drink much beer with this hand injury so we still got stuff in the fridge and by stuff in the fridge i mean brought to us, <laughs> us from the amazing beer country it really of do. el mexico it be our sponsor it really should coming in weighing in at hold on one second Hold on one second. This says beer. Oh, that's 12 fluid ounces. Mm-hmm. Hailing from this great country of El Mexico. Modelo El Special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways, we're going we're gonna, to... Woo-hoo! Yeah! Ah. However they say it over in Mexico. I'm going to... Oh, I can't open it with that hand. Okay, guys, we're going to switch the other hand really quick with the bottle opener and pray I don't spear the, spill this all oh, the way. that would be epic. Uh, okay. All right. We got that. And as you all know, taking off the little gold tin foil, they've done out outdone themselves in taking a sip from pure pleasure. I feel
1: special.
0: <laughs> you feel especial. I feel especial.
1: It'd be funny if that one tasted different or something.
0: That would be like it's been sitting in there for so long. It's just like, oh, what the hell is this stuff? <laughs> All right guys. Well, we've better... had In The moment you've all came yep. for. We just it's know time
1: it. Time to kick it.
0: All right, you want to go first? Or you want me to?
1: Uh, you're first on the outline.
0: All right. Well, let's do it then. Have you ever wanted to take a selfie or do you like selfies, Tim?
1: I have I'm not gonna front. I have I've been known to take a few selfies.
0: Okay. Have you ever wanted to take a selfie with a pooch?
1: Sure. I like I like dogs.
0: Okay. I got the thing What's for that? you. It's called Pooch Selfie. The best way to capture selfies with your dog. And before I go any further, which sounds hilarious, you guys got to hear this Kickstarter video.
4: What's up Kickstarter? My name's Jason from San Diego, and we live in a selfie-driven world. So every moment and experience we have is quickly snapped away on our smartphones and then cherished until the end of time, or until the zombie apocalypse. It seems the only ones that didn't get the memo about locking these moments away in time is our furry little friends. As we long for a picture-perfect moment with our pets, they're too busy looking at squirrels. Yep, squirrels. So this got me thinking, had anybody perfected the art of taking a picture or selfie with your pets? That would be a solution to an everyday problem of ours. So I searched and searched to the end of the internet and I found nothing. As I sat there looking at my laptop, I literally had a face-to-palm moment. The answer had been sitting in front of me all this time. And I thought, why didn't I think of that? And then I realized, oh yeah, I did. Just now. That just happened. Introducing the pooch selfie. The Pooch Selfie is a smartphone attachment which harnesses your dog's natural draw okay, and say to a tennis in ball, and, just
0: say, it's and uses a its magical powers to help you
4: take phone. better pictures of selfies with yeah. your pet. Whether you're taking a picture of your pup, or one with a few of his friends, Pooch Selfie will help you nab those moments with far better results than ever before. I created Pooch Selfie to be simple and effective. It was designed for both iPhones and Androids. However, it works universally with most smartphones and tablets. To install Poof Selfie, a simply the slide the plastic ball. component onto your smartphone <laughs> and place the ball into the clasping device. You'll notice there are clearances for both front and rear facing cameras. This allows you to toggle between portrait style pics and selfies without having to remove the device. Our pets are quite unpredictable, and even with the sorcery that these tennis balls hold, their interest begins to fade. Each pooch selfie comes with a squeaking ball to grab that extra ounce of attention from our pets and perk them up for additional glamour shots. Need even more incentive? Not to worry. Pooch Selfie's ball disengages from the classing mechanism and you can regain your pup's focus with a couple rounds of fetch. This is particularly useful (laughs) when you need additional time to edit the photos you took to ensure one of them has your smile on fleek. Did I get that last sound fleek reference right? Yes. Kickstarter, I need your help. My design for Pooch Selfie is complete and ready for tooling. I'm raising funds to kick off manufacturing and bring Pooch Selfie to market. This project has been an absolute dream for me to work on. And I can't wait to see how Pooch Selfie changes the way that we take pictures and selfies with our pups.
0: I'm just pooch selfie ladies and gentlemen and as much as tim makes I'm fun only of mad it
1: because i didn't think
0: 954 backers, have backers i'm max, for a total i didn't of think of it because
1: it's such a simple idea oh shit Twenty-two
0: thousand dollars 900 or twenty-two thousand nine hundred thirty-eight dollars pledged of seven thousand dollars total goal so uh yeah this is happening and it's still got 16 days to go if you want to get a pooch selfie for yourself $13 gets you one pooch selfie smartphone attachment with the ball. If you want to get two of them because you and your wife both want one, or you and your girlfriend, or you and your significant other, or whatever, or just you and your friends, $25 gets you two of them. Uh, if you want a t-shirt and one pooch selfie, because you want a pooch selfie t-shirt to take your selfies with your pooch in, $35. If you're really crazy you want a family pack of five pooch selfie smartphone attachments so everybody, including your dog can take one 58 dollars so this is uh quite entertaining because i'm pretty sure my dog would just bite up my phone until she got the ball so my phone would get ruined and i'd have to sue pooch selfie so i'm not gonna buy one
1: yeah saying i I got duct tape and a tennis ball i'm good
0: uh, yeah i can just hold the tennis ball and take a selfie i'm just saying don't don't oh you're
1: gonna steal all this money from this guy
0: i know uh, hey guys if you want to not get a pooch selfie Just do what I do and just hold the tennis ball out behind the camera and just take a selfie with your dog because it's not that freaking hard. (laughs) So.
1: Oh, I can't believe you got all that money. But
0: a plus effort. He he definitely did get some cute looking people in this uh, the in these photos. These little girls are looking like they're having a lot of fun taking selfies with their pooch and this lady's really loving her uh, pit bull or not? Yeah, her pit bull with her pooch, and the little girl she's just loving it. She's just like, yes, I finally captured my pooch and me in a great selfie. So, if you want to have as much joy as these ladies are in these photos, head over to Pooch Selfie on Kickstarter.com. You have 16 days. Go, go, go! Or hold the ball and just take a selfie. Either way, it works. What about you, Tim?
1: I've got something called the Luma Noodle.
0: I don't know if I want it to. It is
1: know. a versatile USB lighting solution. So.
0: Yeah, I still. I that's not making it better. All
1: right. Um, how about it's an all-in-one portable USB LED light that sticks, ties, hooks, or hangs on virtually anything.
0: My mind's in the gutter. That's not happening. any.
1: <laughs> it is a five-foot strand of ultra-bright, waterproof, USB-powered LEDs.
0: That's getting worse.
1: Des- <laughs> designed to mount to, like, anything. So
0: That's kind of cool, actually. So
1: instead of just a flashlight, it's a strand of lights. Five feet long, um, really bright. It's about 20 times brighter than your average Christmas lights. Um,
0: I love how the guy's swinging it around in the and beginning it comes, of the video. Like, yeah. It comes in, like,
1: its own little uh, bag. Um, so you could turn it on inside the bag, and the bag becomes like a lantern. Like, oh, multi- that's th- cool!
0: Oh, he has it underneath his car for like when he's working on he it maintenance. Uh, it's that's got awesome.
1: uh, three little, like, special twisty tie things, so you can like tie it to branches. It comes with magnets, so you can pr- pretty much string it up to anything, any part of the environment you're in. So if you're outside somewhere and you just want some light, um, boom, and it sets up and gives you a, an area of light instead of just like one beam of light like, like
3: a flashlight gives you.
1: But let's go ahead and uh, roll the video, and he'll explain it a little bit more.
3: We are Power Practical. After successfully kickstarting four products, we're back to introduce our fifth, the Noodle. We set out to make a versatile, durable lighting solution that could stand up to both our adventures as well as our everyday life. We wanted a meaningful amount of light that was waterproof and could run off of any USB port noodle is a five foot long, 180 lumen LED light. It's waterproof with its silicon wrapped case. We designed a unique fastening system that leverages loops, magnets, and our custom designed noodle ties. The Noodle comes with a white ripstop carrying bag that doubles as a lantern. We are coming back to Kickstarter to raise money to open our molds and bring the Noodle to life. Please back or share our project and let us know how you use your noodle. Thanks, Kickstarters. How to use
0: your noodle, bag? How to use your noodle, <laughs> Tim.
1: So, I love the description. It's It's got noodle mode and lantern mode. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a strand of lights, and then, like I said, it's got magnets, it's got ties, it's got a loop. So there's multiple ways to attach it to stuff, and then you can coil it all up and throw it in the bag. It comes in and have a lantern, so... I think it's pretty cool. Um, the early birds are all gone, so to buy one now, you need $19. Um, that gets you a 5-foot Luminoodle, 3 noodle ties, a sliding magnet, and a ripstop nylon lantern bag. And for $39, you, $39, you can get um, a luminal plus a lithium um, 4400 portable battery pack. So you do need some kind of USB power source to power this. But um, I imagine a lot of you by now have...
0: Uh, USB power yeah, sources...
1: Like, Cigarette.
0: If you don't, you're not part of the plug and play crew. Right. No.
1: So, um, I think it's pretty neat. Um, kind of want one. It's actually mm-hmm. pretty
0: cool. I kind of yeah. And well, what are the price points on this? Like thing? I
1: said, nineteen dollars gets you the basic model, but no power source. But uh, thirty nine gets you a battery with it. Uh, Seventy six gets you a five pack uh, of luminoodles.
0: Ooh, a four thousand four hundred battery pack. That's, that's pretty, pretty big battery. Pretty yeah. Big. But you can get yeah. a battery
1: anywhere. Um. So that's probably the. I mean, it goes up from there, but. Uh, for yeah. seventy six, getting a five pack would be pretty cool.
0: <coughs> yeah, no joke, that'd be awesome. I could take these camping.
1: Mm-hmm. You could string string hunting. them all over your back porch. Um, yeah, you could. Yeah, like if you had five of them, you could make a pretty cool party in your backyard or whatever, and just string them wherever yeah, you, you want. They're they're they're, they're so pretty bright. Um, they definitely would illuminate. I don't know, like a six foot, ten foot square area, pretty well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's Illuminoodle.
0: Dirt. Sweet. Go check it out, yep. guys. All right, well, we got some game industry news, events, and game releases. So why don't you uh, start us sure. off here, Tim?
1: So, um, we like stories like this. Um, there was a recently discovered, a South Park game, that was never released. Um, it was discovered um, at an, um, a retro gaming show here in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. What? Uh, last year, they uh, someone was selling an Xbox dev kit. Um, That's uh, a special console that runs um, code for games that are still being developed. So it's got more more open than a normal console. But someone was selling an old one. um, And on it, um, on the hard drive for this uh, uh, dev kit Xbox, they found a game called... um, Hold on. So... uh, I don't know if it has a name. But the developers were uh, BuzzMonkey Software, um, based in Eugene, Oregon... And there's a short video here that shows, like, the beginning intro to the game. The graphics are really um, basic. Um, it's sort of like a, a Crazy Taxi kind of game. Um, but I'll go ahead and roll the yeah. intro to this game
3: for you. There you are, little buddy. You're late for treatment. Up on the table with you. That's okay. I'm feeling pretty good. You not be having my treatment today. We can do this the easy way, or we can do this... the hard way. And assholes! <laughs> you ever see them like the Christmas tree in Times Square?
1: in game. <laughs> <laughs> so Cartman uh, getting electrocuted and his V-chip activating again. Um, nice. But yeah, it's kind of cool to find a game that never got completed and made. Um, that Retro Gaming Expo happens every year. I've gone to it many times. I'm actually probably going to take my kids to it. It's uh, in October. Nice. Um, and yeah, just discovering like a, a game on a hard drive that never came out that would be pretty cool. So I thought that was kind of neat. Unreleased uh, South Park game. What do you have next for news? That's
0: pretty cool. I got some Tony Hawk news. I can talk about this if you want sure. to. All right. So Tony Hawk Five just released today, Tuesday actually, and uh, the headlines were out there. So I'm just gonna run down a list. I'll let Tim read a couple of them, and uh, you should probably one of the reviews brought us by Destructoid says Tony Hawk Five, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. Wait, wait, sorry. You should probably hold off on buying Tony Hawk 5 for now. Tony. Tech Time writes in. It says, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 sounds like a complete train wreck. <laughs> what, about the, what about the next
1: one, Tim? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 is a bit of a glitchy mess. That's what your gamer net does, says. And then an Irish Examiner chimes in and says, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 day one update is larger than the game.
0: So the game is like five so- like five something, five mm. gigs, roughly. The update was seven.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So it's like, well, there's a whole new game, guys. You guys got a whole new game worth the content. That's I, awesome. I don't,
1: I don't think that update was enough because it's still, yeah.
0: Yep. Still glitch. So Forbes, yes, the almighty Forbes says, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 launches with no early review copies and a comically oversized pack.
1: This next one's my favorite. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 looks like a dumpster fire on wheels.
0: <laughs> That's from The
1: Verge. Dumpster fire on wheels.
0: Oh, my God. So, there was also news about a Mass Effect-themed Mass Effect themed 4D theme park attraction coming in 2016 brought to us by Polygon. Mass Effect publisher EA is working with theme park... California's Great America on a 4D holographic attraction featuring characters and settings from the long-running sci-fi series that is scheduled to arrive next year. The the Mass Effect attraction will debut in the theme park's action theater, meaning it will be motion simulator experience. The current attraction in the action theater at California's Great America, which is located in San Francisco Bay in Santa Clara, California, is Mumble's Wild Ride, a ride based on Happy Feet series of animated films. I'd
1: rather see Mass
0: Effect than Happy Feet. Yeah, so here's a quick explanation of what to expect in the upcoming Mass Effect attraction. Riders will climb aboard motion-based seating and will wear 3D glasses as they are taken on a thrilling adventure. A live performer will curate the journey and appear to interact seamlessly with the next-generation 3D visuals. These elements will be integrated with motion seating high-tech, sound... And other 40 effects to create a truly compelling and immersive attraction. Guests will travel through space to a distant planet, face off against a bigger than life adversaries, and ultimately help save the day. But
1: will there be blue alien this sex? Is,
0: but there might be blue alien sex for a quick minute. minute. And who knows, maybe the light performer is just feeling frisky that day, and you get to watch blue alien sex in front of you. That would be cool, though. The first 4D blue alien sex on real human skin.
1: That'd be cool. I'll go to the amusement park and see some Mass Effect. That'd be all right.
0: Yep, exactly. So, that's pretty awesome news, guys. So, uh, we have a little Kojima update as well. I just wanted to bring this back around because Metal Gear Solid V is out mm-hmm. and about and killing it, apparently. Um, Kojima still has not officially announced his departure from Which... the building. So, him and Konami... As far as the public knows, he has not officially left. He's no even though they've taken his name
1: of off of practically everything.
0: Exactly, he's removed from everything, and he has no more titles to his name. But he he has not formally said that he is no longer a part of Konami. So who knows? We'll see. Metal Gear Solid Six, maybe. I'm
1: sure there will be, but I'll doubt he'll have anything to do with it.
0: Yeah, that's true. So well,
1: it's time to leave you guys with the question of the week.
0: Okay, well, I think we got a great we one do, this we week. We
1: did a good one. It's your idea, so you go ahead and say it.
0: All right, guys. This week's question is, what was your proudest gaming moment? Tim?
1: Um, this one goes way back. Um, I don't know how old I was. Maybe 15, 13. Me and my brother um, kind of tag team a game. We would take turns with the controller. But we beat Ninja Gaiden 2. Now...
0: Nice. You have
1: to have played this Nintendo Entertainment System game to understand what an accomplishment This game gives you no mercy. And toward the end of the game, there is boss battle followed by another boss battle. And if you die on the second boss battle, you have to start the whole stage before the first boss battle. It's just... Rel- <laughs> it's old-school, relentless, punishing, and it's not like you have this huge life bar. You only get a couple hits nice. and you die, and... It was hard. Like, we stayed up all night, several nights, and we beat Ninja Gaiden 2. So that's my proudest gaming moment.
0: Sweet. My proudest gaming moment has to come from way back as well, from when I was seven years old. Uh, that's when I got Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time, and I beat the whole entire game without any help from anybody or books, including the Water Temple, which everybody in the world, for some reason, has a fucking problem with. But it's the temple that makes the most goddamn sense, people. Come on. It's the easiest freaking temple in the Ocarina of times mm. of the series. Jesus.
1: I think you'll get no uh, agreement on that one, but that is a good. That's a good one for sure.
0: So that has to be my proudest gaming moment. Um, yeah, that was an awesome game. By far, my favorite game ever, and probably my. It is my most proud gaming yeah, moment. Beating that so, without
1: hints—that's pretty good.
0: It's really good. So, guys, that's your guys' question of this week. What was your proudest gaming moment? head over to facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Check us out at at Twitter at plug underscore and underscore play underscore, which hopefully soon will be changing to an easier one for you guys. Or head over to thebuttonsmashers.com, find episode 61 of the Plug and Play podcast, and leave us a comment. Or as always, you guys can mail us or write us in at mail at plugandplayproduction.com. So until next time, guys, on episode 62 of the Plug and Play podcast, don't forget to Prime and Shine. Tim? Tim? All right, well, guys, I guess Tim's not there because he's in the bathroom Oh, or
1: what? Are you, what? Are you done? Are you done? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I yeah, I guess we could be dead, I mean I can always
5: you know I can always just <laughs> That's just 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 I don't know, actually. It how I um, so uh, don't um, know. I don't know. I don't know. I I all ready on me all ready on me all Roberts on me all ready 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 on the all ready on me 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 all ready on
2: me
5: all ready on me 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 all ready on Andrew uh, Winterheart was saying, to it again and again. oh ji oh ji oh ji oh ji fan ji oh 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 ji to ji
2: oh ji 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 oh oh can just say we're going to go on right
5: now and get us chicken treats we'll right <laughs>